0: Hopefully, by the time uh, this video makes its way to the internet, it'll be on YouTube. Hopefully, it'll be in your ears at a prompt time. Uh, But what is going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 540 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's KB and Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. We've got a lot to dive into from the Phils, the Union, the Sixers, and who would have thunk, Matt? Maybe, just maybe, the Flyers have a competent GM. Big Flyers trade goes down uh, just yesterday as well, so we'll dive into uh, Ivan Provorov getting traded during Pride Month to Ohio. Rip Bozo. Uh, but before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at PHI Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash PHI, and uh, Twitch.tv slash PHI. You can also follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. Leave a five-star rating and review. goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow, helps our entire podcast network continue to grow. So go subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week. Every show on our network, you get clips, live streams, interviews, the whole nine yards If its video content. It's going on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at underground sports, Philadelphia. We're at 510 subscribers right now looking to get to 600 before the end of June. So let's, uh, let's get those numbies up and go subscribe to the YouTube channel And of course, this podcast is presented by the City of Vineland, and the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city, Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. There we go.
1: What's going on, Matt? I am living the
0: dream. We uh, we don't have Phillies baseball tonight. As uh, what a blessing. Every reporter has says they have been smoked out. Um, as the. Air quality is less than ideal. It looks like Matt Reeves, the Batman, outside, up and down the northeast uh, due to the wildfires occurring in Canada. And oddly enough, a bunch of wildfires in South Jersey as well going on. Um, just
1: normal. It's the end of the world yeah. as we know it. Normal behavior.
0: Um, but the Phils have taken two out of three from the Tigers so far. They've won four straight, uh, and they win their first nothing game on a leadoff home run yesterday. Uh, being Tuesday since Jimmy Rollins did it back in 2012 uh, first hit of the game Kyle Schwarber goes yard and that's all the Phillies needed beating up on a bad team is what they need to do this Tiger series is going to be a a good remedy for them uh, as we mentioned and now I believe 59 percent of their games going into this Tiger series and after the all-star break are at home where the Phillies are a much better baseball team for whatever reason than they are on the road um but hopefully, this this home cooking uh, continues for the Phillies and and they start to find their stride. Trey Turner also said to reporters today that Kevin Long found something in his swing and they made adjustments and that's maybe why we've seen progress from Trey Turner and looking more like his World Baseball
1: Classic self. That would be nice. Uh, Taiwan Walker last night too. Uh, Phenomenal. Again, it's Detroit, but in, I mean, listen, any any good outing where he can fill him with some confidence is good. But he looked very good last night, very comfortable. Uh, he went seven innings which is seven innings not been typical of him at all so that was it was a good uh it's been a good sort of medicine uh the last few games just kind of easing you through the pain of that med series which was uh very tough on the eyes and tough on the stomach so listen it's it's nice to you know you kind of breeze to that national series feel good about that and um, I don't know when this game gets made up exactly.
0: Allegedly, it's tomorrow, because I think tomorrow was an off day for the Dodgers to come into town this weekend. Uh, but
1: Is the air going to be any better? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem totally clear. Like, this is the tough thing. It's not like a rain delay. Yeah, this is,
0: saying tomorrow at
1: 6.05 is the alleged... an ongoing issue, yeah. and uh, I don't think we're getting, like, any rain or anything that could, like, break... Because I think the problem, without string too far out of my comfort zone into meteorology but like with this is that cities are already like kind of domes for like retaining heat and smog already and when you add a bunch of like so like i don't know does this like stick around enough that they're able to play tomorrow it it, it doesn't seem totally clear to me so if we're not able to i don't know (laughs) we might only play 161 games this year because i don't know when you make this game up exactly um I guess I guess if Detroit is on this side somehow, but like it just seems like a very hard game to try and make up. Yeah, I'm gonna um, look at Detroit's schedule while we uh So I ponder you know, through here. It it'll be a fun wrinkle to the season if we if we end up a game short. Um and, and but maybe that's what you know, punches our ticket. It'd be very Phillies way if we uh if we win by, by winning percentage into a, a wild card situation. Um so
0: So the Tigers in August have a two game series uh in Pittsburgh August 1st and 2nd with a travel day in between to go back to Detroit so i wonder if that travel day you know this is oddest circumstances are we, possible are we home, though? That, um, that would be that's the... also the other wrinkle <laughs> that so that is layer. the opening for the tigers being at least in somewhat close proximity to the
1: phillies um i feel like early august we are not at home phillies i could be wrong about that but i feel like early august we are away
0: yeah, we are in Miami.
1: Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> GG, no <Fun wrinkle>. re.
0: <laughs> we are in Pittsburgh the
1: week before. Um, maybe we could just be whoever like whoever wins that series about like the bigger margin or like the the better record against the Pirates. Maybe that would be the most fair way to do it. I, I don't know. I
0: also loved Rob Thompson's uh, confidence tonight. He was like, "Yeah, we're playing." <laughs>
1: Is uh, it was a Gabe Kapler esque kind of assertion, like yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> Meanwhile, he said, if you're outside for 24 hours in New York in these uh conditions, it's the equivalent of smoking six cigarettes.
1: I mean, it's genuinely no joke. Like I, I work primarily outside, and like felt it today. That's for sure. So, um, it is, it is a wild experience, and it's cool, you know, because we just keep getting these once in a lifetime. Uh, all before events. we're thirty, it's just, it's just so so cool. <laughs> um. I was actually i was talking to my wife cuz there's like this whistleblower – you know listen as a as a youth i was very into conspiracy theory stuff still kind of am but um and aliens and there's this guy this whistleblower mm-hmm. talking about how um the government has actually like, collected uh unidentified objects and parts of them over the course of like 80 90 years um and i <laughs> i just thought it was so funny this is another thing that's going to like break during our lifetimes like yeah by the way we've like Hundred percent have had contact with aliens and like taken their spaceships and like reverse engineered it. Like that's that's how we are. Where that's how we got the iPhone. Was like from. So that's cool. It's just added to the list. That's and, uh, where the five G came from. That is where the five G came. But, you know, maybe maybe all the conspiracy theorists were not totally wrong about everything. We'll see.
0: Uh, Would that that begs the question, which which representatives from Philadelphia sports are we sending to meet the aliens?
1: Uh, I think you have, to, you, you have to meet someone that represents what humanity most looks like. So that leaves out every sixer because no one is, like, 6'7", like, 240. You know, like, that is just not – they're extreme athletic outliers. Sorry. Um, they also have to be, like, affable and, like, nice and respectful. Um, I, I think you also have to cut out a few of the football players, too, because, like, again, not the body type that is yeah. representative of most human So Brit and Covey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to – Exactly, Jake we're Elliott. We're gonna send uh, we're gonna send Jordan Davis to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it it probably has to be, I you know someone on the Flyers, Phillies, Union type of uh. It's a shame guy, we yeah. just traded Provorov. <laughs> yeah, well, we want them to come back. We you know this is not a, not a. It might have been trade. against his religion. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't want it to be necessarily one way trade. I I would. I would go for Badoya from the Union. Seems like a seems like a nice guy. Seems like I I would trust him in a situation in a diplomatic situation like that. So I would. Uh, this reminds me of that uh, first take skit where it's like <laughs> the aliens are going to destroy the Earth. You got one free throw. I'm choosing Andre Igodala. <laughs> I don't know what Philly athlete I would choose. If you couldn't choose a Sixer, I don't know who you like. Obviously I was like, "Do be, we choose Mac McClung?" But like, bring the dunk one, contest trophy. One non-Sixer Philly athlete to shoot a free throw to save the planet. It has to be someone that seems like they could be like not just really good at athletic. their sport, but like you know, like decent and like kind of averse to pressure. My instinct says Bryce Harper. Um, yeah, I don't. You know, I don't, now I don't know with his elbow situation right. as it is if he That's should. True. Be, but it, it's also the fate of the planet. So you know, it's like high stakes. Um, I you know, but I it's I'm gonna cheap. say this. I'm gonna say this because Alec Bohm, bringing this back to f- actual Phillies baseball discussion. <laughs> Alec <laughs> Bohm is one of our best hitters in uh, with runners in scoring position. Is he a clutch hitter? It's true. Can he can he hit a free throw? I mean, he's lanky. He's got kind of the length. He's got the, of the Basketball player. So. I think just on form alone, he's probably already halfway to the basket on release point. So, I I think I might go Boehm even.
0: I was I was gonna say
1: I Not like J T Real Muto, love him, but God, yeah, damn, no. he is terrible in the clutch. So no, <laughs> no, no shot.
0: The only other person I could think of simply because the video came out on draft day with him playing against your Syri- Nolan Smith. Yeah, he had some handles and yeah, you like do get
1: could... football players that a lot of times played basketball in high school because they're just like great athletes all around.
0: Um, well, AJ Brown hit two home runs yesterday during batting practice. Nice. Can he play first base?
1: We'll find out. I mean, they, you know, I would I would say it can't be worse, but it absolutely could.
0: He then proceeded to tag Jason and Travis Kelsey and said, "Remember when I told you I could hit two fifty? You believe me now."
1: I will. Don't
0: take the hey. Jordan route. That's all I'll say. Don't threaten me with a good time. Um, but the Phillies kind of finding their groove, and it, it is very. Very June of them to finally be uh, ready to to play this season. Um, Taiwan Walker performing well was very much needed. Ranger Suarez pitched well in his last outing as well. Needed that from him,
1: um, and I mean,
0: Kyle Schwarber, welcome, welcome to June.
1: Yeah, I mean. Cause he's got he's got to start hitting well. Cause I got to tell you, one of the worst defensive players I've ever seen. Uh, and we have had some absolute stinkers over the last few years. But he has been tough this year. We need to
0: put him in like the Stranger Things, uh, MK Ultra. Indeed. Just like let him know it's June every month of the year.
1: We need whatever that Adrenochrome that the QAnon <laughs> people think that all the uh, like worlds. Which who knows? Maybe they're right. I I don't even know at this point. Um, we need that for Bryce's elbow because him, like. We we really need the DH uh, cle- cleared up, yeah. uh, in, in a lot more like tangible way. Um, and like we need we we really need is Bryce's elbow injuries to be completely fine, because like that is that is really I think holding this team back in a lot of ways. Because I have re- <laughs> I love Schwarber to death, <laughs> but uh, Christ alive, and I mean I I don't know what happens next year. Even if if whatever injury Bryce Harper picks up again, where he can play but not play positionally, um, that's good. That's going to be tough. So, yeah, I, I would love if we could uh, if we could expedite some of that as soon as possible. But you know, it does it does make me wonder about the rest of the season because Phillies are in a weird spot in that I think that's been underwhelming this year. Yet they're still in the wild card race, which I think is where we expected them to be. They did not have a good showing against the Mets, which is frustrating because that it's going to be a team that you're you're going to be competing with for one of those three spots, especially when the Mets are so bad this year. Right, but I mean, I, I just think we'll never... Maybe we just won't ever be good against the Mets. I, I don't know. But, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what we do with the trade deadline because certainly we you could make the case that the Phillies should be looking at a, a rotational pitcher. Mm-hmm. So guess what? So, like, 17 other teams. Mm-hmm. Um, And I, I was ready to say, like, if you look back at all the guys that were acquired at the trade deadline last year, a lot of the pitchers, almost all of them are injured. Mm-hmm. So, like, the same teams that were hungry for pitching last season and paid, like, not premium prices, but, like, high-end prices for pitching because uh, there was high demand last year. It's not going to be any different, any better this year. In fact, it's probably going to be even harder to get these mm-hmm. these guys. And I, I, I don't know what the Phillies do. Because the Phillies could also really use, like, a, probably, like, another bench pad. They could probably yep. get, like, someone in the outfield. If you could find even someone at first. Like, there's still, like – I think some holes to plug here for the Phillies. I don't know how they approach that trade deadline. I don't know what they're they're considering, what they're thinking about going into that. So that's that's a huge curiosity for me as the season uh, kind of rolls along now, because if it just feels like we gain momentum right uh, right up to the uh, the All Star break and, and to the trade deadline. But um, you know, I, I think you've seen the holes in this team over the course of the season, and that you know the the, the depth is not there. We've finally mm-hmm. seen Trey Turner get moved out of those top spots, and I think that might might in the long run do him some good but um matt gelb was talking the this is the worst i think OBP of a, of a top two it's like the eighth worst in mlb history yeah it is brutal like i think bryce harper has faced he's only had out of like 120 something bats. he's only had runners in scoring position on like 30 of those i mean that's that's crazy, crazy. like it's just you know, and this is a guy that you want, you know, like and can put you in some really dangerous position. Like, and he's not been capable of doing that, and yet still the offense has been pretty good. So, like that to me, you know, that sounds, I guess, more negative. But that to me gives makes me feel positive mm-hmm. that I, I don't think these guys have dropped off a cliff. I, I have to believe that there's like something they're gonna figure out over the course of the year. And this te- offense has still been pretty good. Like, this has been largely an above average offense in pretty much every respect. So, if you can figure some of those things out, if you get some some proper hitting in the one and two spot. I think you're in a much better position and a, and a really strong position. And the pitching is just, I think what it's going to be. I, I, I don't know. I really don't know that you make a tangible upgrade of the tread deadline. I, maybe you get like a Syndergaard esque type of uh, acquisition where it's a guy that just sort of gets you to like the, the finish line, but is not going to be overwhelmingly impressive. He's just a body. Um, and that, that's probably realistically what the Phillies need, but, um, yeah, I do think there's room for positivity. There's room for negativity, too. I, I think you got kind of to spin this Philly season either way, and I, I don't think you'd necessarily be wrong either.
0: And, I mean, DJ and I brought this up on, on the latest episode that came out earlier this week. Would you take a shot on a Zach Polisak? Obviously, he's kind of fallen way off from his 2020 campaign, but I think y- you could do worse. I mean, we have done worse this year.
1: Yeah, I... I, th- I think you can't really say no to anything for the Phillies. Yeah. I, I really think you, you- – And you're not really giving up anything because you got DFA'd. You're- yeah, you're not in a position to be picky. And the Phillies have, like, been fine with, like, trying guys, uh, you know, yeah. so far this year. Like, they- they've picked up guys that – in the offseason that were just, like, AAA guys that-, that are now coming up and hitting for you, right? Like, we're seeing that. And I I, I- – I don't think they're, they're really in a position to be picky. I don't think they're in a position to kind of turn their nose up at anything. Like I think if they find that this guy could bring them value, like I I totally think it's worth giving a shot. And they've they've given guys chances this year. Like they really have like You put Dylan Covey on Sunday Night Baseball. Right. Like you're I'm still getting like Nick Cave uh like uh, propaganda. Like you know like it so yeah, I think the Phillies are at least willing to experiment and so I I think again you know that that's a, that's a positive in my mind that they're they're not willing to like completely leave out you know what other teams what other other management systems have deemed to be like irredeemable or, or guys not worth investing in they've at least been like kicking the tires on some guys and that's that's fair I, I don't mind that at all
0: yeah I would take a chance on police act now and then trade deadline rolls around obviously we're on white sox watch I think a lot of people as well on Twitter on Marcus Stroman watch because the Cubs are kind of, you know, starting to come back down to earth and, and faltering to a, a point where a lot of people viewed them this season. And Stroman's been having such a phenomenal bounce back year this year that, and I mean, you want to talk about a guy that would fit in with Philadelphia. It's Marcus Stroman. Um, so, I mean, I think he's another guy to kind of just bookmark We're
1: just on a quest to, uh, to rebuild the Mets. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pitching
0: get three out of five and, just roll with it
1: hey uh degrom yeah he's a season ender so maybe
0: i saw a a fascinating comparison before we keep going it's brought to you by our friends over at phi apparel company our exclusive merch partners uh they're running a sale right now through father's day Uh, i believe the code is phi june for 15 percent off all through father's day for merch that includes our merch as well um But PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high quality clothing for the great fans of Philly and our podcast network with their original designs for all. There's no doubt you'll stand out in the crowd. It's the most effective and direct way to support everything we do here, especially when you buy our podcast merch from Underground Sports Philadelphia to top in streamer season outside the box, uh, get in the hole and we're working on getting Underground F1 uh, merch up as well. Our listeners can use promo code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's phiapparel.co, code UNDERGROUND for 10% off any and all orders. We've talked about this a ton with DeGrom on this show, where it's like, when did he get anointed like this holier-than-now, greatest pitcher alive type of player? Somebody made such a great comparison, and forgive me because I forget who it was, anointing Jacob DeGrom this era's Tim Lincecum.
1: Yeah. Um, Tim Lincecum achieved a lot more. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's actually maybe a little unfair to Tim Lincecum. Now, DeGrom probably had higher peak in terms of like actual performance, but Linsicum was also doing it on the biggest stage consistently right. and would like turn it on for the playoffs, especially. And won championships. And won multiple championships. Now, that's not Necessarily Degrom's fault, but um, I mean, there's definitely similarities, you know, in that they're they've sort of turned into glass cannons, you know, where it's like, yeah, the talent is undeniable, but can't trust him anymore.
0: And I know? think if you put them side by side, like just from career accomplishments, if you had to lean one way or another to give like a Hall of Fame nod to you, you have to give it to Lincecum.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, anytime again, you you win multiple uh, championships, it's hard to 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 shy away from that, so um that, that that is a pretty good comparison i think that's that's not totally tim, i just now i'm thinking about tim Linsigum. now i'm thinking about the uh <laughs> this is sports center commercial with tim Linsigum. Big is what time annoyed Timmy annoyed the most about uh the giants i think is that they were also like very funny yes and, like, because there's the beard one too um man i just yeah big time timmy jim
0: because <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he
1: finally gets it right and uh I forget who it is, like, walks past, like, hey, Tim, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> as he's, like, recording it. Man, those were peak. Those were great. Just some of the best. I And honestly, I don't think I, I have ever seen a bad one. I think they're no. all very funny. So, shout out to uh, this is Sports Center. Um
0: More Phillies discussion here. And it, it would be so good for our brand as All-Star voting is open. I don't think, there, you know, position player-wise right now, Matt, Obviously, Alec Boehm is injured, and I think he was on his way to a potential All Star campaign. Especially since Rob Thompson's the manager for the All Star game this year. Nicky C, man, he's he's working his way to being
1: into this All Star game, one way or another. Yeah, he's um, and I'm saying this, and this is a compliment. He's improved his defense mm-hmm. now. That is because his regular season defense last year was atrocious, but he's actually, you know, he's been like passable uh, defensively this year. Um, which is uh, better than what we could say. Like, he is somewhere in between the gold-glover that we saw in the playoffs. Um, and he and, still made some of those gold-glove plays yeah. this year. Right. So he's he's definitely – I think he's been a little more engaged defensively this year. And, um, yeah, I, I think he's he's had a pretty good offensive uh, season. Um, still chasing a little bit, but I think that's just his, his habit. But you look at his numbers. 10 fifteen I, I, Yeah, I, I think he's – He's one of these guys I think is a little deceptive because the frustrating moments are very frustrating. Like, but overall, I there's like, I don't want to make the Tobias Harris comparison because that's like really unfair to both of them. But it's sort of like that. And it's like the moments that are bad. You're like, are you kidding? Like, it's so like glaringly uh, like uh, offensive that you just get really mad and that kind of sours your opinion on everything else. Um, it's not quite that. It's not quite the same as Tobias because the contract is not nearly, <laughs> nearly. And I think in those
0: moments point. where Nick has those frustrating moments, he then next at bat comes up and makes up for it yeah. one way or another. Whether it's you know stretching a single into a double and and adjusting there, or you know gets on base, drives guys in. Like you want to talk about somebody who's potentially a non injured comeback player of the year candidate? It's Nick Castellanos.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely a uh, uh, a big. A big, like, boost from where he was last year.
0: And it's something that this team is neat because imagine if he's not like this, where the Phillies would be, it would be catastrophic to where yeah, they are now. Absolutely. Um, so he's he's bounced back in a, a major way. Like, his OPS plus is 20 points higher above his career average. His OPS is 52 points higher than his career average. He's slugging 20 points higher than his career average. He's, he's getting on base way more. Yeah. Um, He's he's been a huge catalyst to the Phillies staying above water um, during the first two months of the season, which is massive. And I mean, he's got seven home runs this year. I forget how many he hit last year. He hit 13 all of last year, so it's more than halfway to uh, breaking those numbers, which is huge. Yeah. Um. So let's uh let's do our part. Let's get Nick Castellanos in the All Star game, uh, especially because his mom tweeted that one of the Final five stadiums they've never been to is Seattle. It would be special if it was for an all-star game. So vote for Nick Cassianos, do your part and uh support the podcast by doing it because he's our guy and has been our guy since he was in Cincinnati. Um But let's take a look at the NL East Run Differential Matt. It's brought to you by our friends over at Wasted Wedge, which if you guys you got you gotta know about Wasted Wedge, we're gonna tell you about a brand new way to drink shots with your friends and family when you're playing golf. From our new friends at Wasted Wedge, they're going to change the way you enjoy celebrating drinking on and off the course. Think your traditional Shotski, throw it in the garbage. It's it's no longer needed because Wasted Wedge, it's compactable, it's not as heavy as a Shotski, and it's, it's a golf club. It's way cooler. It's plastic cups. They have extenders so you can make it longer for more people to enjoy with, and you can pretty much use any alcohol or any beverage you want because it's easier to clean because you're using plastic cups and it fits right in the side pocket of a golf bag. Uh, you can check out their full lineup of Wasted Wedges and merchandise at WastedWedge.com and find them on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to follow them there as well, at WastedWedge. That's WastedWedge.com, and find them on on Instagram and Facebook at WastedWedge. Remember the name, WastedWedge.com. The NL East run differential, still the Atlanta Braves, the only team in the positives right now sitting at 36-24. and 24. They have surpassed the 300 run scored mark this season. They had a. They are at a plus 65 run differential. Uh, the Miami Marlins, who somehow are six games above 500, eight and two in their last ten. Uh, they are 34 and 28, Matt, with a negative 29 run differential because that's the Marlins.
1: That is the Marlins.
0: The Mets 30 and 31 on the season. Uh, they are sitting at a negative 14 run differential. The Phillies at 29 and 32 are sitting at a negative 30 run differential. And the stolen franchise Washington Nationals at 25 and 35 sitting at a negative 42 run differential. And they have surrendered 300 runs so far this season. And then uh, the Minnesota Vikings of Major League Baseball this year, the Milwaukee Brewers still in first place, 33 and 28. With a negative 20 run differential. No team in the NL Central has a positive run differential. They're either at zero, which is the last place St. Louis Cardinals, uh, or they are all in the negatives, uh, which is just stupid. And then uh, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks sitting towards the top of the NL West. Diamondbacks in first place at plus 24. Dodgers at plus 54. The Rockies hold the title for worst run differential in the NL with negative 63 and then the texas rangers are just debunking i think everybody's fear of them being one of those let's buy our team in free agency and they're gonna collapse no they're 40 and 20 and have a plus 155 run differential for the best in all baseball nice (sighs) just unreal um the Tampa Bay Rays at plus 132. They're at 44 and 19 with the best record in baseball. Everybody in the AL East with a positive run differential. The Twins, the only team in the AL Central with a positive run differential, and they're one game above 500. Uh, and then the Oakland A's, who have given up a whopping 430 runs this year, a negative
1: 200 run differential. I'd like to play the A's. I
0: well, the Phillies do play the A's. But it is not until, I believe, July.
1: I'd like to play them, I don't know, how many games are left in the season?
0: (laughs) Can we play them for the rest of the schedule? Actually, we play the the A's uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. We're in Oakland, so T-Mac and hopefully John Kruk get to hang out with the possum.
1: I would like to, uh, I would would really like to, I think, just play the A's about 38 more times. I think that's a reasonable... (laughs) reasonable number. It is
0: uh, a Friday to Sunday series
1: against the A's, so
0: that would be nice to uh, be able to handle that because after, hopefully, this Tigers game gets played, the Phillies uh, welcome the Dodgers to town for three. Then they go on the road to play four against the Diamondbacks, three against the A's, before coming home, Matt, to another showdown with the NL East of the Atlanta Braves and the New York Mets
1: at home. Well... It's really the Mets series. I think again that uh, that is high priority for me personally, which is tough to say, but just the truth. So
0: it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be something. <laughs> and then uh, it will be a game and series. <laughs> when is that? What what dates are those? The uh, the Mets series is the is June twenty third to the twenty fifth. Right. So okay. it's a weekend series
1: against the Mets. Nice. Sure, it go great.
0: Last bit of uh, Phil's news to Reese Hoskins back in the dugout, so the yeah. vibes are back, and apparently Jamie Hoskins is doing all she can to make sure that he keeps his beard.
1: Uh, well, I'm just saying, keep the uh, keep the chrome hanging around for Bryce and Ree- You know, like let's not get let's not get carried away here. He's no
0: longer on crutches. Yeah, he said everything is progressing as expected, which is uh, a good sign, and I think everybody can agree that when Reese Hoskins is around, the vibes are much much better. So hopefully the Phil's, uh, get to play soon. Um, but let's keep it pushing and talk about for the first time in a long time, the Philadelphia Flyers. It's brought to you by our friends at Kenwood beer, uh, who just did a full blown rebrand of their logo. Go check it out on their social media pages. It looks awesome. Uh, it's a refreshing light beer, 4.1% ABV, 127 calories, 10 grams of carbs, you guys can go to KenwoodBeer.com, use the Kenny tracker to see who has Kenwood on tap in the Philadelphia area. You can buy it at your local Philadelphia area liquor store or in Eastern PA. You can find it at your local Whole Foods. Light body, light calories, plenty of flavor, the best light beer on the planet. Must be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And they are doing a giveaway on their Twitter right now. If you change your profile picture to one of their new four new logos Uh, They're giving away merch to five people who do so. So check that out if you want some Kenny merch. Um, But the Flyers met on Tuesday. Swung a a big three-team trade, uh, sending Ivan Provorov to the Blue Jackets. Rip Bozo, he's gone. Uh, Him getting traded during Pride is just chef's kiss. Uh, But the Flyers received goalie Cal Peterson, defenseman Sean Walker, Swedish defenseman prospect Helge Granz, a 2024 second-round draft pick from the Kings, the 22nd overall pick in this month's NHL draft from Columbus, and a conditional 2024 second-round pick as well. Uh, Along with Provorov to the Blue Jackets, the Flyers sent Kevin Connaughton and Hayden Hodgson to the Kings, and the Kings will retain 30% of Provorov's salary. And next season, overall, he'll be in year five of a six-year $40.5 million deal. I see this as an absolute win for a team that's looking to rebuild.
1: Yeah, it uh, feels like maybe a processor should have started, I don't know, eight years ago? <laughs> yeah, um, kind of re- resetting and uh, and refocusing. That certainly seems like what it's going to be like. It is hilarious that uh, there's a, Kind of a generational prospect in this draft that they just didn't tank for and were again just circling the drain all season constantly trying to find their way to the edge of the counter um, and should have just flushed themselves constantly so I that's been the frustrating thing with the Flyers over the last two or three seasons is that they've just not done those things and not not just sort of leaned into the hard curve um, so maybe this is the start of that I, I don't know but um just feels like maybe this is the draft that you should have uh, you should have really gone all in yeah. for. Uh
0: a lot of people that I spoke to that are kinda in tap with the Flyers, um, they they just like the trade to get off of a guy yeah. that you know, you dump the money for the most part and then you you kinda swing. It's almost Phillies esque from when the Phillies were going through their rebuild of you, you cast a net, you get some of these prospects and some of these younger players and just see what they can do for you because you're going to give them the opportunity to play because you're finally using the word rebuild. Um, but it's nice to see that Danny Briere's is not afraid to do something like this as a GM, and for him to like take a big swing like this in his first move uh, as general manager, I think at least gives a a positive sign to what could come from a rebuild.
1: Yeah, I've always said Keith Jones, you get him in, you get him into an advisory role, a senior special advisor, whatever it is um president the, of hockey operations president even. of hockey there it is um and he makes things happen that's it is important i think to remember chuck fletcher is not around anymore yes <laughs> so i that man did a lot of damage and i it was a foolish thing to have hired him in the first place um so i i, I think i'm not like buying in on the flyers again no certainly not but I do think I can treat their transactions and how they build over the next few seasons a little differently Mm -hmm. than I would have. There's at least some intrigue. Like, all right, you know, like I will give you a cursory glance. Whereas before, I was completely ignoring you. I will, (laughs) I will side eye in your direction and uh, and see what you're up to, but. Uh, for me, they're still the, the, the bastard child of Philadelphia sports. And I
0: think the more that Danny Briere just takes like the crazy Harry TNT to this team and, and blows it up and like kind of rids this roster of the past who knows how many years of, of just complacency and, you know, ill performing, the better it's going to be just moving forward. It's the same thing we kind of went through with the Sixers of just like, let's blow this whole thing up. The Phillies did the same thing, obviously not to the the chagrin and the success that the Sixers had of getting a Joel Embiid, but who knows, that might be Alec Boehm. Um, and, you know, at least when those two teams rebuilt, sure, you didn't get prospect after prospect after prospect, but the Sixers got a Joel Embiid. It put them in a position to make big trades and stuff like that to to get superstars around him. The Phillies, it seems like they got Alec Boehm, they got Bryson Stott out of the... Um, the rebuild there, Ranger Suarez is another piece. Aaron Nola was an early piece from that. And then you also put yourself in a position to go and sign stars. And baseball is obviously a little different because there's no salary cap. But fly, the, the sooner the Flyers just blow this thing up, tear it down, and start fresh, it's going to be a lot more uh, palpable, I think, to just your fan base and the people you're trying to bring back into the building to realize that this team is ready to like finally take that next step forward into the future.
1: Yeah. But I, I also think it's going to be very hard to undo the damage yeah. that it has occurred over the last four or five years. I mean, the Flyers for my entire life were at least competent and regularly in the playoffs. Like they're, I think them and the Eagles are the most consistent teams mm-hmm. in, in my, in my lifetime in that, like they're pretty much always in and around the playoffs. Weren't necessarily always like your championship contending, um, but they definitely had good years where they were, you know, and, and both had been in Super Bowls or Stanley Cup Finals, things like that. But, um, yeah, they, they've really been mismanaged. And they've always had a pretty loyal fan base at times to a fault. But you really, I think this past season especially, started to see that uh, support wane. And, you know, you had, which I, again, just had never really seen in my lifetime, you know, c- entire takeovers from mm-hmm. like rival teams uh, in the building. And that's just, that had not been uh, an occurrence really. That, that you would see a lot at Flyers games. So um, they're going to have to do a lot to earn people's trust and money back. Like, you know, that, that's, I, I think, it to be the big thing.
0: And then there there was the rumor floating around, too, that allegedly they're, they're at least answering the phone when it comes to Carter Hart. I don't know if that's the move you want to make, um, if that's something that, again, helps accelerate this rebuild, um, if Carter Hart's the answer, if he's not. Um, he's had ups, he's had downs, but apparently it's it's one of those things where you know you don't have to be right on your phone waiting for a Carter Hart trade to happen. It might not happen at all, but Danny Briere said, you know, on something like that we have to at least listen because of the position we're in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I
0: Which agree. again, a, a positive from somebody who's not Chuck Fletcher and is willing to just do somebody whatever. Who it doesn't takes. look
1: like three walruses <laughs> packed into a human suit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And who knows? Maybe, maybe it was Danny Briere all along. Was the the former Flyer that was needed to uh, be in the building, running the machine. Um, so, T's and P's to Ivan Provorov, and it's also very hilarious that uh, the day he gets traded is when he
1: proposes to his girlfriend. Say hello, Enjoy you. Ohio. Hey man, Columbus is second city to me. So that's fair. Not it's not so bad.
0: Johnny Gadros
1: probably. It's just like what hell did I just put myself into? Well, you should be thinking about what hell he avoided, yeah. Filly, so.
0: Um Should we talk about the Shams Report?
1: I am so tired of being on James Harden's uh, Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, uh Bachelor, Bachelorette. Love is blind, Love Island, all of it. A double shot at love with James Harden, <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. Uh, I'm so tired of the reality TV show. Will he? Won't he? Um, disgusting. I've had to listen the last four months about how he's definitely going back to Houston and uh, all the noise about Houston. Now all of a sudden, it's I'm not sure. However, and I don't remember the person's name, but someone broke it on Twitter that they were out at dinner and overheard Tobias Harris's agent, which is his father, his by the way. Um, I think
0: it was uh, the go to the phones
1: from crossing yeah, broad talking about um, Tobias Harris being traded and that James is staying. Who knows if that is true. I have no, I have no idea. Um, but that is certainly, I think influenced and poisoned the mind of, of many a six year <laughs> fan. Um, but you know, if James Harden is in between, if he's if he feels really conflicted, maybe uh, who knows it's, it's impossible to say, um, I don't know what Houston would necessarily want with James Harden at least without any other moves being made like as, as it is I, I still think it's a pretty raw roster that's probably like two years away and I, I just don't know that James is like that's the timeline for him outside of like hey maybe he just wants to get paid and hang out in a place he loves I, I doesn't make a whole lot of sense me I do think Houston though is like they are thinking about gearing towards, like, they have to get fan buy-in again because, mm-hmm. you know, the last few years have been tough for them ever since they've lost Harden. And I, I do think maybe maybe there's a little bit of tiredness about losing and, and they want to, you know, push the button. Not everyone is building smart, you know. that That's that's the important thing to keep in mind as well. As far as, like, Tobias Harris, who knows? Like, I, I, I think really we'll have to wait till draft night. That has historically been, especially with Daryl Morey. Mm-hmm. Like, we've seen pretty much every draft night with Morey. Um, some kind of move, some kind of like big swing, or some kind of like contract, uh, like kind of dump move. Like we saw that with Horford, right? Like, so we'll we'll see. You know, they they even did it last year. You know, we get um, we get uh, Melon at, at the draft last year. So like, every year the draft, pretty much under mori we have done something of note. Not even just like a on the margin move. Like pretty, pretty decent, you know, addition to either the starting lineup or like a, a core rotation. So I'm curious to see if that happens, but. As far as Harden, God alone knows, I, I had resigned myself to him leaving just because that's all we heard, you know, starting in, like, February. Um, so it's it's kind of hard for me to imagine him saying, but I do think, in a strange way, I think it probably is the best outcome for the Sixers because even leaving puts you in a much more challenging position mm-hmm. where a Tobias trade is much more important and, like, a, puts you in a, a much harder spot. But, I, I honestly, I... I I don't know that I want to run it back with this team, but I, that that may just be like the smartest option at this point too. Like you've also like you've gone out and got Nick Nurse. That is a, a coach that is going to maximize talent. That seems like you know you don't want to be seeing talent walk out the door. Like as mm-hmm. as mixed bag as James Harden has been mostly in the playoffs, really. Um, for the regular season, he's been a good addition and has been a guy that has like gotten this team in a good way. And I think under Nick Nurse, like if you run mostly this roster back we'll see what additions and subtractions we make but i think this is still a team that could probably win like 56 57 games in regular season which could be important like having home court advantage could be crucial again so i i don't know I, I i don't know where they go i don't know where james goes but um i i would be surprised just because of, of what we've heard of the last few months if, if he is in philly again what we do know is we have three locked in players for for next season it's the
0: core, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey and Daniel House.
1: Yeah, and I mean you're going to start getting um you know at least discussion about Maxey and and a, and a contract extension, uh probably starting uh, this year so you know that, that'll be something I think throughout the season that that will bubble up. So Sixers so have a lot to to sort of focus on. So
0: And then uh before we started recording, uh apparently the Phoenix Suns are waving Chris Paul. I uh, shocking. <laughs> Apparently it's like part of the the new CBA and like how things are potentially going to shake out. But they might they're working on potentially either a trade or uh ex- like adjusting his contract, or they're going to waive him and then re-sign him in free agency. It's a, a weird thing, but apparently Chris Paul uh is
1: getting waived by the Phoenix Suns. He's the president of the uh, the players' union, so I have to imagine there there might be uh. Maybe he's aware of m- m- better than most uh, people would be about uh, CBA loopholes and things like that. So, well, it it would be
0: all time comedy too if Chris Paul signs a, a one
1: year deal with the Lakers.
0: <laughs> David Stern just rolling over,
1: unbelievable. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, he'll play with Anthony Davis and whatever the Dallas Mavericks send for uh, for, for LeBron James apparently. So we'll see. Yeah, they're gonna offer a uh, a floppy disk painted like the Earth. Yeah, they're going to – it's a signed uh, piece of paper from Mark Cuban saying thanks. (laughs) Unreal. Uh, Let's talk some Philadelphia (laughs) Union. (laughs) It's going to be a – it's a VPN service.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's brought to you by our friends at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You got to protect your eyes when you're watching your favorite sports teams with their blue light plus glasses. If you're outside, their sunglasses are the best in the game, and they are a fraction of the price of the big eyewear brands. You guys can go to tomahawkshades.com. Use code USP for 25% off your entire order. From our friends at at Tomahawkshades, tomahawkshades.com. Code USP for 25% off your order. Matt, the Union, third place. One point back of Nashville in the East. Uh, their next match coming up on Saturday against San Jose out on the West Coast. But the big MLS news as well is that Lionel Messi's kind of a coward and waiting to come to the MLS after his new squad plays the Union.
1: Yeah. um, It's just so everyone is aware. Do not buy tickets. And this is not even just a Philly thing. Do not buy tickets when your team is hosting Inter-Miami or plan a trip to Miami. In the hopes of seeing Messi, you're not going to see him till like August. <laughs> I'm just you—you <laughs> you do not want to spend like a few hundred dollars thinking that you're going to see this this player and you're not going to see him for a while still. Um, so that is that is the important thing to keep in mind. But yeah, I mean, it is definitely a a big day in MLS in terms of uh, just stature of a player and his history. So um, it is very Beckham-esque, you know, in terms of uh, like this this big name, very well-known, obviously probably the most most famous athletes in the world um and yeah i mean it, it's a big move he's getting a lot of incentives the league even like uh there have been a lot of rumors that like the entire mls was going to be subsidizing the cost of him in some way because there's an understanding that with him in the league sort of let's say a rising tide raise all ships type of mentality that he would make it that much more popular that it would offset and, and improve any cost that they they paid um, he's getting Apple. He's getting a cut of Apple TV subscriptions. He's getting a cut of Adidas shirt sales from Inter Miami. Uh, he's getting a similar Beckham ownership option, uh, which could be big too because MLS team prices are only going up and up and up. The San Diego I- expansion team is costing $500 million. You have to, like, there's MLS teams now being valued at well over a billion dollars. They like, just said
0: that with the Messi signing, it, Inter
1: Miami's valuation is around a billion. Yeah, so... And, and, you know, again, it's hilarious too because Beckham got that ownership option and then, you know, was part of the ownership group for Inter-Miami. And now, you know, it's sort of a, a cycle along. But um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a big move. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's going to create a lot of buzz. But uh, for our union, um, it's good because this Inter-Miami team sucks and mm-hmm. you are not even going to make the playoffs, uh, which, is, which is fascinating. But you're at least going to get to see him play. Um, certainly not in Philly. We'll, we'll talk about that next year. but yeah another another nice win at the weekend, another shutout as well. This team has really I think started to to find its gear, which is uh, fantastic news uh, when you when you look back on the, the March days and, and how glum it was, um, I, I think this team has, has certainly turned a corner and uh, they're, they're looking a lot better and I mean, they've playing not only have the, the results been good, I think the the play has been good. Mm-hmm. I, I think you've you've definitely seen a, a little bit more sharpness. Definitely seen more, like, threat and directness under goal. Ura has definitely had, like, a, a good last couple weeks as well. Um, so I think the unit are, are trending in a very, very positive direction. I'm, like, very happy with, with uh, kind of the path they're on now.
0: Three shutouts in their last four matches, and uh, this comes from John Brennan, who is the founder and CEO of AC Memento, Um, and Joe Pompliano tweeted it. Matt, it is currently cheaper to go to Game 3 of the NBA Finals in Miami, costing you $416, than Lionel Messi's potential inter-Miami debut against Cruz Azul, which is going to cost you $482, which he says Messi's arrival is a game-changer for MLS. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Union are, are playing well, and like we mentioned at the beginning of the month, too, like this June stretch for the Union is... Pivotal for them just climbing the table because it's beatable opponents for who they're playing I think San Jose might be the standings wise best team that they're Mm -hmm. playing this month so they can take care of business out west come back home and handle things on the east coast again against Orlando City and then against Inter Miami going into a a much tougher July schedule they could find themselves in second or, or pretty close to that
1: first place top of the table with Cincinnati. Yeah. I think the frustration is that, you know, this is the kind of the team that we expected them to be. Um, it's almost a little Phillies esque, but you know, they've definitely, they've turned it around in a much more clear way than the Phillies have so far. But, you know, it felt like this team could again, kind of be in contention because they were last year, you know, as well for the supporter shield um, feels like, you know, just based off their first like month and a half, that that's just not going to be the case that they, they kind of, Just put themselves a little bit too much of a hole it's not impossible of course like they they can make up this ground but um you know i i I think that's the frustrating thing is that this feels like the team that we should have gotten but again you know when there are pros and cons i think to having like very little turnover um within a squad you know i i think sometimes you look at that and, and you realize like it's great because you're gonna obviously have everyone back together everyone understands their role very well everyone is like comfortable with each other but teams have a better idea of how to, to work around you and sometimes having that like extra competition really helps um, and I, I think it's taken the union just a little bit of tweaking tactically and formation wise to, to get to this point where they are now and you know it's fine that it, it took a little bit as long as you're playing your best stuff you know into September and October because that's that's where it ultimately matters like sure getting a top c getting a supporter shield would be great but I think for me you know, I, I would definitely trade that in to, to know that you could get back to, you know, say MLS Cup this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that is just as important um as a focus. So uh hopefully that's the path that they've they put themselves on. And there's no Gareth Bale to uh ruin our lives. There's no Gareth Bale, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not ruling anything out at this point.
0: And I mean the uh the star of the past few matches has been Julian Carranza. He's been fantastic and I think, you know, having him here for a full season now too has been pivotal for just the way that this offense has been able to kind of diversify itself
1: yeah i gotta say you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a pretty clear uh downgrade from inter miami you know <laughs> going from uh Carranza to, to messi i mean i don't know i i think uh i think there's there's a discussion to be had i think there's a dialogue to to open we are going to start a dialogue we are going to start a dialogue <laughs> um
0: we brought this up on the last episode as well but I got to get your take. The largest goal difference in a span of 20 home games in MLS history belongs to the Union. 61 goals scored, 11 goals conceded. I mean, that's
1: – It is an, a, a wild – That's unreal. It is a wild margin. Like, I, I think that's maybe hard for people to, like, fully digest, but that is a truly, like, on both ends of that is honestly, like, an insane mark. Um, And so, yeah, the, the home field advantage for Philadelphia is – it's very real, it seems. <laughs> um, now, a few of that were, like, really big shellackings of the offensive, but still, you know, like, not a, not a common, um, you know, through line at all. Like, it, you just don't see uh, stats like that very often.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a testament to just, like, the way the offense plays and then just how fucking good Andre Blake is. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's, he's the best, in my opinion, in the entire league. So, um, Union one point out of second place right now, and, you know, Goals against wise, they're tied with Cincinnati for second fewest given up this season. Nashville's only given up eleven to to lead the league. I think at least the Eastern Conference. No, so LAFC's given up ten. Um, but I mean, Union right there, and and we talked about it too when it was going on, like all the scheduling that they had going on between Champions League, US Open Cup, and then obviously their MLS schedule. Like that was a lot, I think, for this team, and still being relatively young. Um, across the board I think that can kind of weigh heavy on you just like mentally and kind of probably threw them off their game a little bit with their MLS schedule because there were other things that are overarching that I think if you you break it down you'd want to see them bring home a, a Champions League you want to see them bring home a U.S. Open Cup and I think that can weigh on players you know mentally and kind of makes you you slip up in your MLS play.
1: Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I, I think, again, you know, we've, we've talked about not being a coincidence that they've started to hit this, this run of form you know when they've really whittled down the schedule to just MLS games, um, which is, again, frustrating because I think you, this team is good enough to be competing in multiple competitions. But um, it is a really hard thing to balance.
0: So we'll see what happens with the union this weekend. Uh, be sure to follow us on the socials at UndergroundPHI, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash underground sports, P H I twitch.tv slash underground sports, P H I. Also, we announced this on the most recent episode. We talked about it on getting the hole as well. If you're going to be in Columbus, uh, June 17th, we are doing a live outside the box podcast from the PLL uh, weekend uh, at Ohio state's lacrosse stadium, myself and DJ. It's two separate games. The games are being ticketed separately, so buy tickets for both games so you can stay in the stadium, stay in the Premier Zone, and you'll get to be there for the live podcast. Uh, the PLL's being gracious enough to give us space in the Premier Zone, uh, so a live podcast from Ohio State's campus at the lacrosse stadium. Stadium uh, on June 17th. We will be putting more and more details out, but get your tickets, just go to the PLL's website, buy tickets for both games uh on the saturday specifically if you want to come to the live podcast it's free to come to the show um you just have to have tickets for the game to get in so be sure to get those tickets because uh, we want it to be as big as possible um be sure to follow matt on twitter at matt follow me at kbizzl 311 subscribe to the podcast feed on apple and spotify leave a five-star rating and review goes a long way for helping this show continue to grow, helps more people find Underground Sports Philadelphia. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's where you get full video episodes of this show twice a week and every show on our network, plus any video content we're pumping out goes on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe. Trying to get to 600 subscribers before the end of June. We're at 510 right now. So let's pick up the pace and go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. And this show is presented by the City of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or are a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. Their goal is to make their proce- this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100, Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. This has been episode number 540 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. Till next time, we're getting the heck up out of here, and we are signing off. Peace.